Won't you lend your lungs to me? Mine are collapsing. Plant my feet and bitterly breathe up the time that's past. Breath I'll take and breath I'll give. Pray the day's not poised. Stand among the ones that live in lonely indecision. Welcome to a special edition of the Crackpot Podcast with LaFond and Lockhart. I wanted to bring you this short episode uh, where James talks about the recent developments in crime in Baltimore, including the daylight execution of a police detective last week. Good morning, James. Good morning, Wayne. Uh, The first thing I'd like to do is talk about what has just happened in Baltimore and what it might mean. On Wednesday, 4.30 in the afternoon, we had a police detective who was investigating a murder in the Harlem Park neighborhood, which is just into West Baltimore, not far from the city center. I actually walked through this neighborhood drunk once before. I was a little bit afraid I'd fallen asleep or passed out rather on the bus. And as night was going down, I was walking through there as fast as I could. It's one of those scary, stark, low-rise areas. Uh, He saw a fellow. Now, how they know that he saw a fellow that was looking suspicious and then tried to engage him in conversation, how they know that lets me think that there was another police officer there. Mm. Are body cameras in common use there? Don't know. There's been some scandals over the body cameras. Yeah. Um, And it's usually something on an arrest. You know, where they're uh, they're activating this thing when they go on a call and they th- they're in pursuit, they think there's going to be contact. And again, this is a detective. These guys have pretty much been sacrosanct. I think one of them accidentally was killed by other cops when he was coming out of a bar one time, supposedly accidentally killed. The information is is that he saw a suspicious character at the scene of the murder, and this is long after the murder. This is I don't know how long after the murder, a week or two, and. He tries to engage the guy in conversation. He doesn't – it's not a pursuit or or a dressing down or anything. He's being a detective. And the guy just pulls out a gun, puts it to his head, and squeezes the trigger right there in the street. Two days later, nobody in this neighborhood that this guy melted into has come forward. They have emptied out the police academy, and they've got the cadets going door-to-door canvassing wow. the neighborhood. Uh, they've really – even the – Gorgon-headed D.A. Mosby looked worried in a group photo she had with the mayor who looked uh, amused in a horse face kind of way and the chief of the commissioner who was really upset. And they're going to do everything they can to catch this guy. This happens a day after a white bartender gets gunned down on the sidewalk because he doesn't want to hand over his wallet uh, to – the son and boyfriend of the woman who's piloting the getaway car and actually stalking this guy via car. And this guy was, he was a nice, low-income guy in the neighborhood who even organized the leukemia charity event. These two things both made the front page at the same time. And so there is actually genuine outrage in Baltimore with uh, the black rowing class and the white upper class and middle class. The, the detective, by the way, was black. The uh, the detective that was executed was black. Was black. Wow. He was black. He stayed. He survived on life support for 24 hours, almost exactly. I think it was like 21 hours, something like that. Now, since Wednesday afternoon, 
immediately beginning on Wednesday afternoon, we had a whole lot of police activity on the east side, urgent police activity, cars being rushed here and there, and a copter on station a lot. Now, the last time that there was a big mess with police coming down heavy in West Baltimore, it was on the Black Gorilla family three years ago. As the police were all swarming into West Baltimore, carloads of thugs started coming into northeast Baltimore, just beating up guys and robbing them on the street, even during the day. So I'm wondering if this if this was actually something that was planned by this gang, yeah. and if it was done actually to suck police into their fruitless right. quarter there and open up soft targets, because for the past week... The Baltimore Police Department has been acting like an AUS Baltimore Police Department. They've mm-hmm. been cruising aggressively. They've been out one guy to a cop car, spreading as much, uh, spreading as, over as much territory as they can. Oh, they're going to stop as, that. They can't right, go as one. soon as they right yeah. as as soon as they see a pedestrian, they put on the lights just to let you know they're there. Mm. Uh, this is a real aggressive type of patrolling. Now, since this killing, that has changed to really frantic pursuit of apparent criminals because you can tell how fast these sirens were. I heard uh, three different rounds of sirens when I talked to you yesterday and two more after I was done with the call. It totally amounted to six on the day, Mm. and I usually get two or three here. And uh, I've got to think if if this guy could just be hiding and he's going to be given up because they've upped the reward to around 200000 Wow. And these people would normally, they'll they'll normally give up their family members, at, you know, for nothing or for a carton of cigarettes. Mm. If there's the, the the slightest dispute, this could be a local guy that's either being hidden out or he's fled the area, or my suspicion is this might be a guy from an affiliate gang that has came in from out of state specifically to do this. The gang that runs Harlem Park is 52 Crip. So they're an affiliate of the nationwide Crips organization. This is one of the gangs that threatened police on social media and was behind the purge and riot of 2015. I'm thinking this could possibly be a way to shore up their no-go zone. Yeah. Because the cops are getting bold. you got a cop there maybe with a plainclothes guy, maybe with another detective. Who knows who it was with? It was somebody that wasn't a civilian. It was also somebody that didn't do anything about this guy getting shot in the head right in front of him. Yeah. So who knows who it was? Yeah, maybe it was a crime scene guy that, you know, that wasn't prepared for that situation. I don't know. And I doubt if it's even going to get out unless there's a trial because there's got to be a certain level of embarrassment here. Oh, yeah. Uh, on that level for whoever was involved. So if this guy is not apprehended, especially if he's not given up, uh, then I think this is as big a watershed in the anarcho-tyranny landscape in Baltimore as what happened with the purge and riots. Right. Because it's, if that's the case, you're actually talking about a gang order and a hip on the top echelon of the police. Yeah. And when a worker, getting he's away invest- with it so far. He's investigating a murder in their area. Well, what happens if every detective now has to go out as a buddy team and they have to have a tactical squad with them when they go into these areas? You guys well, then don't now have you the have numbers, to- right? 
What's that? You don't have the numbers of police. Well, they're continual. They're continuing to lose uh, total police strength. They've just called all the cadets out of the academy to help with this. Yeah. Which reminds me of a Virginia Military Institute actually arming up their cadets and sending them into battle under, I think, Imbledon at the end of the Civil War. We actually had 14-year-old boys uh, leaving their school and going off to fight the enemy. So uh, this is just uh, going to be a huge watershed if it's not a give up of this guy, if he's not giving up. Wow. Well, be safe. Okay. Well, well, thank you. It's um, fascinating. I'm looking forward to getting out there tonight and uh, seeing if there's any difference in the tone and the area that I'll, I'll be going through. We'll look for the report. Oh. Uh-huh.